32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. Welcome to the latest edition of 32GI Sports Nutrition. I'm Mr. Active David Katz. Fantastic to catch up with the 2017 Comrades Marathon champion, Bogmusum Tembu, last week. He was, of course, fueled by 32GI. We've got Mark Wolf back. He was at Comrades as well. He was out on the road assisting the elites. Of course, a lot of advice to the ladies as well, but he was up with the men's race. Mark, that was exciting. Very exciting and uh, extremely happy for Bongo Musa. I, I remember him telling me once, uh, he battles with the uprun, but he certainly stamped uh, his authority on the race uh, at Comrades. Now, Mark, talk me through a day like that. I mean, I saw you ahead of the race. We were both in the elite seconding area, and already there, you know, you were there to advise athletes. You did the same thing at the expo, and, you know, yes, they practice and they know nutrition, but like anyone, they need a bit of a reminder and a, and a giddy-up close to the time. Look, I think, uh, you know, my main purpose on the day is to try and take all the stress off the athletes, um, especially the elite athletes that we work with. Uh, we know what they feel with during training. I mean, obviously, we keep in contact with them during the year. We know what flavors they use. Uh, we know which products they enjoy and what they like. And on the day, we try to make sure that we just we are able to feel them consistently through the event in order to, to make sure that that stress is completely removed. And obviously, also, that they're getting the right fueling as well. Uh, we don't want them to take stuff on course because obviously they're not used to that. They, they're used to what they're actually consuming during training, and so they need to stick to it on race day if they're going to try and perform at their best. Now, Mark, tell me, um, you know, I mean, it was an uprun this year. Look, they're very different races, but it, it's always hot, and it was hot this year. But the guys start, they start fast. I mean, yes, they've got pacing, but it's almost impossible not to get swept up with going out very quickly. When are these guys sort of starting to fuel and need assistance? Well, I think in the beginning, you know, for us outsiders, or most people on the outside, they think that that pace is very fast, but these guys are really good at pacing themselves. And if we look at uh, uh, when Charles Tiani went through halfway, I mean, he was the first guy to go through halfway, and if you compare that to previous uprunts, you'll notice that there's quite a big difference in the speeds between those two uprunts. In actual fact, his time was quite a few minutes slower than the previous uprunt. And... Um, so, so I don't think the pace was, I think they paced themselves very well. And I suppose one of the reasons, you know, that it points to is because there weren't any hot spots as well. So although there were some, uh, call them virtual rabbits that did go out and run, but uh, to be quite honest, there was no money up for grabs in the hot spots. So I think it really, really was just a, a main pack race and, and a strategic race for most of those guys. Um, you know, we, we only allow to start feeding them around the 17 to 18 kilometers into the race. So, you know, we go there and we set up. I mean, obviously, our preparation starts uh, the night before the race. I mean, we, myself and uh, Donna, uh, who manages the um, KCNG Elite Learning Club, I mean, we were up until about 2 o'clock in the morning making sure that uh, the bottles were properly prepped, the right amount of carbohydrates, protein in specific bottles as well. Uh, we had caffeine, obviously, en route. We also make sure that we had cooler boxes, we had ice in there, we had sponges for the guys to cool themselves down if needed. We had heat sprays if they were cramping. Uh, we obviously had uh, salt tablets just in case there was um, problems with um, 
fluid absorption that we needed to utilize salt tablets to try and assist with that. So we go in with like a complete one-stop shop to make sure that that athlete is looked after on race day. And then if anything goes wrong en route, they can actually tell us what they're battling with and we can try and resolve it, um, you know, while they are still running. And we do experience that every year. Every year there's something different. Mark, I know KPMG specifically had a few athletes battle with nausea, and it comes with running that pace with the conditions. I know Devin Yanko, who ran to 10th um, in the ladies' race, getting the last gold was one of them, and you were able to assist there a little bit. Well, I got a call from Pierre to say that she was feeling very dizzy while she was en route. Um, I just advised him to take, actually, we call it sort of a nutritional shake. Um, uh, it's a protein and carbohydrate shake that I made up, but what I did was I actually put 95 milligrams of of caffeine in there, utilizing our True Start coffee as well, which we distribute in South Africa, and um, it's sort of a mochaccino. But the thing is, is that I think together with the the protein and the, it's a very simple sugar that we put in there. I think it helped sort of stabilize it a little bit, and she started to feel a lot better from that. I was told. I didn't get a chance to really speak to her much after the event. Um, if we look at Renia Krobler, it was it was, you know, something happened on race day because Renia felt very very. Um, uh, he started with a little bit of cramping, and that wasn't, it's not like him. I mean, he was very, very, he was in excellent shape for Comrades. I mean, he had really, really in top condition. But for some reason, when he came around one of the, um, I think it was often Changa, he came around and he actually said that um, he was feeling a little bit nauseous. And I just said to him, you know, um, is, you know, what's, you know, when you say you're feeling nauseous, what's happening? And basically the fluid wasn't getting absorbed through his stomach. It wasn't, it, it was just sitting there. And the problem is, is that, you know, that can happen, obviously, if you overhydrate, but there was no way he was overhydrating. So I actually gave him two salt tablets at that time to try and pull the fluid out of his gut, but it didn't work. So the theory goes is what's happening within the stomach, and my suspicion is that there's actually, um, there's a bacterial compromise, actually gut bacteria, which could be compromised. And the reason for that could be contamination. It could be food. It could be water. It's very difficult to say. But, uh, you know, there were a lot of people that battled from this. And on the day, I just got the slight suspicion that somebody consumed something or so many people consumed something which caused an impact. And as I started to analyze more and more, you know, I noticed that athletes that actually landed up taking a little bit of water on the actual route um, and not just relying on what was in the, in, in the vehicles, uh, those are the guys that tended to complain a little bit of nausea. Uh, whereas the other guys, they only took uh, the sachets, for example, water sachets, poured it over their heads for cooling, but every single other thing that they consumed came straight out of the car. Um, you know, we don't take chances. I mean, um, uh, you know, if you speak to a lot of the coaches, you'll know that they bring their water to comrades. They don't rely on anything on route. They don't trust it. It's just a very difficult thing, I suppose, from a a mindset that you just don't want anything to go wrong on the day um, which is nutrition related and, and that can actually spoil it doesn't matter how fit you get to race day the problem is is that if you if something happens with the nutrition it can ultimately ruin the entire event it really can and I was able to catch up with Pierre um, sorry with uh, Renia after the race and he said he didn't drink for nearly 20 kilometers that's how he had to combat it, which is, is, is just crazy. And uh, you talk about that seconding. I was able to elite, uh, elite second born to run and also using 32GI, and it's very specific. They've got it practiced. The seconding teams fill the water to the right marker, so it really is a pure science. Uh, Mark, for a guy like Bong Musa, I mean, from a nutritional point of view, it was just his day. He timed it right, didn't have those issues. And uh, look, I mean... You know, it's it's nothing he did different nutritionally. It's just that he had the right plan. 
Look, I think they all have the right plan. I think they all suffer from a little bit of muscle fatigue, and they they did all suffer from a little bit of cramping. Even the even the front runners do. Um, I mean, they do. They tell you while they're going on route. Um, uh, I had to spray, I think, two athletes on route. Uh, you have to make them stop. You're not allowed to go with them. I mean, according to seconding rules, you make them stop, and you need to use a heat spray. <laughs> Some people use a cold spray, but unfortunately, that doesn't work. Uh, interestingly enough, you know, a lot of people ask me, what do these elites actually have on route? And to be quite honest, you'll be quite amazed at the amount of protein that they consume with carbohydrates um, along the route. And, and we do know that, um, you know, there have been studies showing that, um, you know, protein ingestion before and during exercise stimulates muscle protein synthesis during exercise. So, so, so it's sort of known. Of it. I mean, there's yes and there's for and against. But it, it, you know, in, in, you know, I'm a big believer that protein ingestion um, during prolonged exercise actually inhibits muscle protein breakdown and and obviously um, it, it delays the onset of muscle fatigue. So, so that's why we feed the guys that. Uh, we did do something a little bit new, and that's that the guys do use caffeine, but what we did was we, we you know, eat in the form of our G-shots, but um, because they consume a lot from the bottle, we decided how are we going to get the caffeine into the bottle. If they're not carrying a caffeine gel, what are we going to do? And the True Start coffee that we uh, bring in from the UK, and we, we've just started distribution in South Africa, interestingly, it's got 95 milligrams of caffeine per serving, but it releases for about 5.6 hours. It's a, it's a high-risk caffeine. Um, so, you know, we know that endurance events are very much uh, mental events. I mean, you've got to have a really strong mind to run a five-hour and 35, uh, you know, pace conference. You're talking about 348, talking about 348 pace for, for 5 hours and 35 minutes. It's, it's, it's a very, very fast pace. And interestingly enough, if you look at Bonga Musa's splits, um, he started off, I think, at around 4.02, 4.03 pace, and he progressively increased his pace to have his fastest pace actually in the last 10 kilometers of the race which is very impressive, which shows you that he paced himself extremely well. Um, you know, a lot of guys might slow down or fatigue towards the end, but he just kept on getting stronger. Um, and that's quite an impressive run. Very impressive run indeed, and some really interesting stuff there. If you want to find out more information, if you did, comrades, if you want to look at uh, how you can improve in the future, you can email coach at 32gi.com or log on to the website, 32gi.com. Lots of information on their past podcasts and, of course, the 32GI uh, classroom. But from Mark Wolf and myself, Mr. Actor David Katz, we'll speak to you again soon. 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.